Halo, halo, Sacred Icon listeners. We used to do ads for other people, but I decided, why don't we do one for ourselves? Whether you're here listening to us for the first time or you've heard every episode, I'd like to briefly tell you what we're about and how you can support us. We have been doing this podcast since 2019, and with that has come lots of changes. We started as a primarily Halo-only show, but have evolved, combat evolved, over the years to talk about a wide variety of things in the realm of nerd culture. As you can imagine, we've made numerous changes to our platforms, usernames, and emails over the years, so now is the time for me to set things right and give the Covenant back their bomb. You can join our Discord by clicking the link included on our podcast feed. You can also send us an email or a voice message at sacrediconpodcast at gmail.com. We have a YouTube channel at youtube.com slash sacredicon, and we no longer use Twitter or X or whatever else the kids are calling it these days. So if you see someone who looks like us there, just know it's not us. Lastly, you can support us on patreon.com slash sacredicon and receive a bevy of bonus content. We're so glad you chose us to be the voice in your ear on this particular day and hope you enjoy the episode ahead. Halo, halo, Sacred Icon Halo listeners. I hope you had a wonderful holiday, and it's been a little while since Josh and I have had a recording. Um, we're going we're gonna to be recording here soon, but we thought it'd be cool to have another guest on for this episode, and, and rather than uh, you know go for another big um, YouTuber or something this time around, we'd like to just start kind of getting um, opinions from people in the Halo community, people that aren't necessarily big known names. Um, and the person we have today is, if you've seen him on Twitter, it's uh, Matthew Salvatore, big uh, supporter of our podcast. Awesome dude. And he does some really cool stuff with Halo Mega Constructs. And uh, he's here to talk to us today. How, how's it going, Matthew? Oh, hey, hey. How's it going, mate? It's going awesome. I am ready to talk some Halo. Awesome. Um, <laughs> I've just been in this Star Wars mode for for a while now so it's just like trying to gear you, myself back you. in you know it's crazy yeah. how like the fandoms the fandoms can like capture us you know like you're you're into halo one moment and then suddenly a new star wars comes out of the witcher series and then it's like all you want to talk about is that yep i totally feel you you're like pulled in tons of different directions I've yeah actually just for sure to, i've been trying to yesterday i started playing uh halo again just to kind of get myself back into the halo mode instead of uh thinking about i've been spinning theories about star wars for weeks <laughs> right it's so much fun yeah it is yeah. crazy because like this this is kind of like the the time of star wars right now with mandalorian yep. and fallen order and rise of skywalker for but sure. 2020 2020 is going to be halo's year big time for sure for sure i mean so much so much stuff to come coming out so i'm very uh, excited for what 343 is coming for us yeah i i think once they start dropping stuff it's going to be like crazy and there's just going to be tons of hype and speculation and I love how they've been playing it close to the chest for so long. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, I know. And the community's like begging for some gameplay. Yeah, it's good. I like it. Yep. It's good to see. It seems, uh, I think you guys mentioned it on an earlier podcast, but it definitely does seem like 343 is a little more confident in in what they have with Infinite than they have with their previous previous games. Yeah, for sure, man. There's like There's like an aura of confidence going into this that I haven't felt before. You know, Halo 4 was like, a game that they made while forming a studio at the same time, very yeah. fresh. And then Halo five was supposed to be like, you know, it's their sophomore effort, but it ultimately probably went down more negatively than four. I would say is fair. Yeah, no, um, I think, yeah, definitely, definitely five went down way more. 
than four. Yeah, um, despite the amazing multiplayer that was in that. But uh, so yeah, they're really coming in strong for this one, and it's kind of crazy to think if if you really go into the roots of three four three and how long they've been at this. They've been at this. They've actually been with Halo for kind of kind of ten years or more. Like it depends on how you look at it because three four three started like the roots of it started kind of right after Halo three. Right. So, right. Yeah. Been a while. Um, but yes, yeah, so I thought, I thought for this podcast, for this episode, since we're just kind of, so kind of want to have some fun and, uh, me and Matt, we're going to go back and forth starting at our least favorite halo. We're going to rank the halo games. We're going to talk about what we like and don't like about them. Uh, it's something we all love to love to do is, is ranking things. And, uh, we're just going to kind of see uh, what our opinions are on those things. And, um, We'll, we're just going to do Halo 1 through 5 plus Reach and ODST. We're not going to count Halo, the Halo Wars games or, or the mobile games, even though I get a lot of enjoyment out of those two. Yeah, um, for sure. But yeah, Matt, if you want to start us off, what is your least favorite mainline Halo game? And oh what do you like about it? About it? All right. So I'm probably going to be committing some sacrilege here. But uh, <laughs> um, okay. I think when I, when I talk about my least favorite Halo game, it's kind of not because I dislike it. It's because I just love the other ones more. Mm-hmm. So I think Fair it enough. just kind of, it kind of gets there by, you know, just because I think the other ones are better. So I think for me personally, the ODST game is probably my least favorite. Not because, okay. and I think it has mainly to do with it's, I don't want to say it was my expectations when I went into the game but I thought it was going to be so much bigger. Yeah. It's because initially it was Halo 3 ODST. So my initial thought was, oh, you're going to play all of Halo 3 just from the perspective of an ODST. Oh, so I thought when I, when, I, when it was first announced, I thought, oh, you're going to be going through the portal. You're going to be on the arc. You're going to be fighting the flood. And so when it kind of ended up really technically kind of being what, to be honest, it, the story kind of technically takes place more, I would say, in the Halo 2 timeline than in yeah. the Halo 3 timeline. Because, you know, the drop happens when Chief goes through and they find, you know, find Delta Halo. So yep. um, it's it's the story that kind of, it feels kind of more like a wedge in the story where, I mean, it's an excellent little addition to the story, but I don't think it really moves Halo forward in a way that the other games do. Obviously the, you know, the other ones are the main line. Um, but ODST, uh, that's probably my, my biggest gripe about it was that I feel like the story just kind of felt a little small. I think originally it was supposed to be, a was it supposed to be a DLC for Halo three? Um, it was supposed to be, a expansion pack for Halo okay, Three. It yep. was marketed at a cheaper price, but you know there, there's multiple different things said. But you know it ended up being the project was big enough that they thought it was worth sixty dollars. Slash Microsoft wanted them to make it a full product. Right, and I think it had something to do with Microsoft had to complete a certain number of games for for their contract. Bungie to get right? free. Yeah. Yep, yep. Yep. You're right. And so I would say my positives for ODST would have to be the characters. I think in that short amount of gameplay, they created a bunch of characters that I think the Halo community absolutely loves, except for Mickey, because that guy's annoying. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, yeah um, but Buck, Buck's probably one of my favorite Halo characters. Um, 
I think he's just kind of got a whole lot of personality. And, of course, who can't, you know, not love Nathan Fillion because that guy's awesome. So a lot of cool little – a lot of cool little things that I think ODST did. I really like the idea of kind of building out the human world and you were kind of able to see more of a, a city of uh, of Halo. I know in Halo 2, you kind of see New Mombasa from a distance. You're kind of going over the bridge, but you kind of hang on the outskirts. And in ODST, I feel like you kind of actually go into the city. You're moving through skyscrapers. And I kind of like kind of building up what Earth was because I was – a thing about Halo that I always confused with, if Earth was kind of this, uh, the mother of this, the UNSC, it always kind of looked a little dumpy. <laughs> and, yeah. You know, I was always wondering why it was, you know, I mean, compared to, I mean, later on, we compare it to Reach and New Alexandria looks beautiful. So there was just some things that I yeah. kind of like that ODST kind of fleshed out the world a little bit. And of course, the characters are awesome. Uh, rookie's, rookie's cool, even though he is kind of, you know, he is that silent protagonist that we always have in Halo. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, no, I, uh, I really, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I, I love the cast of ODST and I think, I mean, it bucks one of the best characters in Halo and he just, he just came out in a side game, you know? Yep. So. Yep. Yeah. And, and he, that's cool. He's beloved too. Yeah. So it's good stuff. Okay. You want me to give you my least favorite Halo? Yep. Shoot. Uh, now I hate to do this because it just sounds like such a typical thing to say, but my least favorite Halo of the mainline Halos would be Halo 5. Um, I'm going to start with what I like about it first because I feel like people talk about the negatives of Halo 5 more. Um, I love the gameplay of Halo 5. I love the multiplayer of Halo 5. And I, I really love the, the polish that the game has and the production mm-hmm. values of it. I enjoy a lot of the campaign from a gameplay perspective. I like a lot of the levels. Saying Helios is amazing. Oh, for sure. um, Battle of Sunion's great. Uh, the first blue team mission. I mean, a lot of the missions are are fun, and I like the verticality that's in those missions. Um, so, you know, I, I think ultimately, you know, what I'm beating around here, which we've all talked about a million times, is that the story of Halo Five wasn't the strongest. Um, yeah, and that the, the story being weaker, coupled with Cortana being a villain and having to fight the Warden Eternal over and over again. I think it was just a couple too many things for people to give it a break. You know, I think mm-hmm. a lot of times when a lot of times when a game is kind of missing something, you give it a break because it makes it up for it in other areas. But as far as just that campaign goes, you know, having the weak story combined with Cortana being so out of character and then also having all those Warden fights, yeah, it was just oh, yeah. a little too much, just a little too much. Um, but I really enjoyed a lot. I, I still like to play the Halo five campaign. Now. Um, I really enjoy it. I accept it as part of Halo and I've really come to like grown to love it for what it is. Um, and I'm glad they're keeping it as canon. You know, I'm glad they're not like trying to wipe it out with infinite. I I'm right. Yeah, glad no, they're sticking sure. to their guns for sure. Um, and I've, I've heard, I mean, I haven't heard many, but I've heard people, I've heard a few people say it's their favorite Halo game and even campaign related. So really? if it brought in new, ha- yeah, yeah. If it brought in new Halo players and like, it was probably, you know, if it's somebody's first Halo, like how can we, how can we complain about somebody getting into Halo? You know, that's just awesome. Right. So, no, certainly, certainly. So I'm glad about that. Uh, so there's a lot of, a lot to like about Halo 5, but yeah, the negatives for me is I thought Bungie always did this. Uh, amazing job of storytelling and and, and in their own kind of way like it wasn't heavy-handed with exposition but it just told this you know awesome sci-fi military story 
And when 343 picked up the reins and they did Halo 4, they managed to tell in some ways, like I think there's two different ways to look at it, but like in some ways, Halo 4 is the best Halo story. You know, like I won't say that it's Mm -hmm. particularly my favorite one, but the way in which the story is told and the characters and the emotion. It's very cinematic. um, Very cinematic. Yeah. So like to see 343, like come out of nowhere and up the ante and kind of do it in some ways, do it better than Bungie was so cool. And so then to see, to see them go to Halo five and kind of like Halo five story is more what I would have expected from their first effort. You know what I mean? Right. Right. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. So it seemed kind of backwards. Um, So really five just gets put at the bottom solely for the story and a couple other nitpicks like the war and eternal boss fights. I don't like, I don't like the squad mechanics. I don't really like, I don't think revive belongs in halo. Period. Yeah. It period. felt, um, you know, it felt very Delta halo. I mean, not Delta halo, uh, Delta squad from the Republic commandos. I don't know if you ever played. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Which Bad had game, Tim Longo man. who worked on. Yep. Same Tim kind Longo of squad who worked mechanics. On yeah. Yep. Very much. Yeah. Like but that. I've heard that I've heard Republic commandos was better though. Have you ever played the Republic way it was commandos? done? I haven't really played it much, no. Okay. I think it's good. It's just hard. That game is grueling in mm. every way, <laughs> especially the super battle mm. droids. I have PTSD. I'll have to game. remember <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah, because I kind of want to play it, but, you know, difficulties sometimes. No, definitely. You know, I, I, like to play, I, play, I like to play Dark Souls and stuff, so I'm sure um, I could make it happen. But, um, yeah, so Halo 5, it's still, you know, like, like you said, you, you kind of hit it you kind of said it perfectly at the beginning. I love all the, I love Halo. You know, I love all these games. So right, I love Halo fun, five. Yeah. You know, I care about Halo five. I love Halo five. I don't want to dog Halo five. So, but it's my least favorite number two, least favorite. Go ahead, Matt. Okay. So mine would have to be Halo five for pretty much okay. every point that you hit on. Um, there's a lot, there's a lot of little gems, I think in Halo five, seeing blue team again, and actually being able to yep. have them on the screen with Chief. I mean, if you if you came to Halo and you just played the games, you're going to be like, who the hell are these guys? Um, yep. But if you if you come with the lore, the books, you know, uh, the Fall of Reach, um, uh, even uh, Silent Storm, if you just bring all that lore to it, it's just kind of like this amazing reward of seeing Blue Team again. Um I don't, I'm not a huge fan of Osiris team, but it was, it's very awesome to see Buck, uh, Vale's cool. I think the only one I really have a problem with is probably Locke. I think Tanaka was a kind of a cool character that they really could have fleshed out a little more. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't, I don't, I'm not opposed to seeing Osiris team again. Um, I think they, I think they have their place in the Halo universe. I think, I think Halo 5 kind of goes the way of Halo 2 because when Halo 2 first came out, I know everyone was, very very meh on the arbiter and now you know i remember when they when they announced when we saw the arbiter for halo 5 we're like yes this guy's back you know and so yeah just kind of exactly this uh wave of love that has kind of fallen back on the arbiter i don't know if that same love's gonna find lock i have my doubts but a lot of i like i agree uh the i think one of the cool things about halo 5 is just the way to actually navigate the map. I think no other Halo game captures how Spartans move on the battlefield like Halo 5. Yeah. 
I think being able yep. to just clamber and just, you know, infinite sprint. I know a lot of people have problems with sprint, but for me, it ties so much more into the lore that these are super soldiers that really shouldn't get tired, that should yeah. be able to run and run and run and run. And I mean, obviously it, it changes the map dynamics, but I think it kind of fits more into the lore that um, as, Definitely. These, as these, you know, Spartans are, I mean, you know, the Spartans are meant to dominate the the battlefield. Uh, so I really enjoy that aspect. The cutscenes are cool, although at times they feel a little snipped. Like, I feel like there was more there that they kind of just left on the cutting room floor. So I, Yeah, a I lot was, of fade to black. Yep, a lot of fade to black where you're like, but they didn't even finish their thought. And so I'm a yeah. little, yeah, you know, I'm a little like, wait a second here, you know, somebody, somebody cut something out. And I think I think the most detrimental thing that happened to Halo Five was the marketing. Yeah, I, I I'm glad you hit on that. I yeah. I forgot to mention that. Yeah, I think I think we were you know I mean, we were sold that this was going to be a Chief's gone rogue and Locks tracking him down. So originally, what I thought was that maybe the whole game, and this is what I thought would have been an excellent idea for Halo Five, was that the whole game you play six levels as lock and then then after that you're able to play chief side of the story so you have to play lock side of the story first and then play chiefs and then you can kind of compare it but the back and forth and i think only giving blue team three missions is probably one of the biggest sins of halo 5 um obviously i i think for me personally the biggest sin of halo 5 is evil cortana i just it kind of yep it kind of feels kind of sad and it kind of undoes the amazing work that they did with Halo 4 and giving her that yep. epic send off. And then they're like, well, she's back and now she's bad. So I think that yeah. kind of that kind of hit back on on what they were and it kind of trampled on what they had done. So there's a lot of little and again, I don't like the Ward internal fights either. Um, there's a lot of little nuggets, I think, in Halo 5 where it just kind of doesn't make sense. And I think it mainly has to do with that there was more story to be told and they just couldn't get it. They just couldn't bring this, that, the story full circle. I think something's missing in that story. And I feel like they cobbled it together and they tried really hard to make it a cohesive story. And it, to some extent it is. And I think I just I find little cracks in it that I'm like, that's a leap. And I think they I think they yeah. would have fleshed that out a little more if they had more time. Yeah, I, I think I, I can see the same thing. Like when I when I think of Halo Five story, I think of like here's this it's almost like there's this big pile of meat and that was the story. And then they were like getting close to the deadline, so they just took a bunch of the meat off. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they gave it, they gave us a through line to have a story that works enough, but a lot of what was there, the meat of it, it just isn't, is gone. For sure. For sure. And I also um, think they were kind of trying to go for a, a Halo 2 vibe where we had the Arbiter and Chief as, you know, antagonists to each other. And they were trying to yeah. give that lock and Chief kind of thing. It just, they just didn't work too well for them. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, but you know, that's it's something we're gonna i have some i've noticed too this kind of goes like with movies and star wars trilogies some i'm noticing is like once once something's once you get the the movie after the one that disappointed you it's easier to go back to the disappointed one does that make sense 
I totally, totally agree. Like, there's, yeah, there's, well, even with Star Wars, I know, uh, watching uh, The Rise of Skywalker, there was things where I was like, ah, I wish they had pulled what they had left in uh, The Last Jedi forward with the, you know, and brought that forward. And it just kind of helps you reframe the film. Yeah. Yeah. I, I always said from the beginning of the sequel trilogy of Star Wars that you can't fully judge it until you see all three. Yeah. Yep. No, totally. And and that's the thing is like, once we have, well, let's just pretend, you know, we get Halo Infinite and everyone, you know, universally Halo Infinite makes everyone happy. Great story, great campaign, great multiplayer. It's going to be one of those deals where like, since we're living in the moment of having Halo Infinite, we're going to look back on Halo 5 fondly. I mean, some, some might look back on it negatively still, I'm sure. But like, I'm going to look back on Halo 5 and be like, you know what? I had some great times with Halo 5. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. Um. So I'll go for my second to least favorite. Um, you know what? I'm going to make a change on the fly here. I had my whole list set out, but I, I've had a change of heart on something, and I could go back on this later, but this will make it more interesting. Um, I'm going to say my second to least favorite of the mainline Halos now is Halo Reach. Really? Yes. Um, Do tell. And, yeah, it was it was ne- like it was never up in like the top three, but I put it in this spot because it came back to MCC now, and I just find myself like don't get me wrong, I think Halo Reach, great game, I love it. I don't really have many many if any complaints with it, but playing Reach again on MCC, I just I just realized how much more I appreciate the the deep like narrative of the main stories. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I totally like, hear what like, you mean by replaying a game. We'll we'll touch back on my list. I know playing MCC kind of jostled up a list that I wasn't. You know, I wasn't originally. It was way you know much farther down, but now it's up. I totally know what you mean, though. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Like I just I play Reach, and I'm like, I just I guess I just need to clarify first that I think Reach is amazing. I, I would give it like a nine, nine point five out of ten. I love the game. I was so happy with it when it came out. I'm still happy with it. It's still one of my, on my list of favorite games of all time. Halo Reach is still up there. So I really have nothing but praise for it. But um, Halo Reach's story just isn't as important as the mainline Halos. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the way they changed Reach's like engine slash, you know, the graphical style and everything, it feels very, very different from the main trilogy. You know, it feels very set outside of it. I agree. Um, and then you can, com- and then you combine that with the fact that it kind of um, trampled over the the book, the book, you know, with a lot of the things it did. Which I wasn't as upset as most people because I just thought, you know, let Bungie do their thing; it's their baby. So I didn't. Right, mind. right. But but it did kind of affect how the book lined up. So no, uh, for sure um, it, it it definitely. I know. I think one of the big ones is the Pillar of Autumn. The location of it was switched. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know what you mean. Yeah, because the bottom was in the air. Yep. Yeah, same here. I'm a huge fan of those. Um. So yeah, I mean, really, really, there's no. I can't even go into negatives much for Halo Reach. I I pretty much only have positive thoughts on it. I just think that um, it's not as essential and it doesn't offer as much narratively. A couple high points I would say on it is. Um, the, the final, you know, survive mission after the credits was mind blowing back when I first played that. 
Mm -hmm. just fighting to your death. And um, was that? I was wondering, did the was it just that the 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 story just didn't grab you, or is it just is it just Um, the what would be like the main thing you would say that just kind of was it the story, or was it just that it just didn't really connect to the others very well? Very well. I mean, I would say the story did grab me. The characters grabbed me. Like, like I said, I almost have only positive things to say about Reach. The story and characters grabbed me. I feel like it connects well enough, but just the just the the way you feel when you're playing one of the main Halos with Chief and Cortana and those characters, it just doesn't have this. But it's kind of like it's kind of like uh, you know if you're watching uh, Revenge of the Sith or Empire Strikes Back or Last Jedi or something, and then you go watch Rogue One. Rogue One's yep. a great movie. Yep. I but know you don't mean, get yeah. that same feeling. Yeah, I know what you And mean. also, I mean, Rogue One's a lot like Reach, if you think about it. You know, they're it, very similar. You know, for sure. They are, they are, I always, I always call Reach the Rogue One of Halo, even though Reach yeah, is not right? But no, I mean, yep. at the end, everyone dies and they kind of are there just to kind of give the heroes of the next, you know, of the next thing that kind of, uh, the, the plans or the, or you know Cortana, Cortana chip. Like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, with the location of Halo, and it kind of sets up the the next game. It kind of retroactively, I think, makes it a little better. You know, instead of yep. just saying, "Oh, we made a blind jump out here and found this." Yep. Yeah, I think it makes then, it better too. Oh yeah, and then you know we have the Death Star. Oh well, the Death Star. You know, oh the Death Star uh, has just this weakness that well retroactively was planned there, which I personally think makes it better, but. I'm a me too. Fan. I'm a huge me fan too. of Rogue One. Top three Star Wars movies for me. That's awesome. I, I it's not in my top three, but that's not because it doesn't deserve to be there. It's just just preference. But I do love Rogue One. I don't really have much complaints about it. What's uh, what's your third on um, rank from the bottom? Oh Matt? boy, this is always kind of my my least my bottom two are always um, always set, but it's this one. It's kind of that kind of fluctuates. Um, let me see. It did while we were talking. I have to say, I think I did kind of make a on the fly snap. So I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say Halo Three is Halo um, Three. Okay. Yeah, and there's there's a reason I think. Ah, that's so difficult though. I mean, nah. yeah, I'm gonna have to say Halo Three because I, I think the problem that I had with Halo Three was that it was the first halo game that i played and so it didn't make any sense at all and so i was just trying to just trying to figure it all and so it kind of left me with this this um this moment where i didn't know what was happening and retroactively you know obviously i know the storyline now um i think and this is where i kind of get into this where i'm dealing with like uh fractions of the uh of the game you know like fractions of why i like you know so like halo 3 is like a 9 and then the next game up is like a 9.2 and so i'm like it's super close that i just i love these games so much but some some things that i didn't like which i think halo 2 did better which was i like the voice of truth and halo 2 better i like the voice of miranda and halo 2 better the other ones just kind of the other ones just kind of feel especially truth because in halo 2 truth just sells it and then in in halo 3 kind of feels a little flat um 
but I mean, positives of Halo Three is I love I love the conversation that three four three has with Chief, where he's telling him, you know, you are the inheritor of all that my you know creators left behind. You are forerunner. Yeah. And I remember thinking when I first thought that I'm like, oh, so the ancient forerunners were human, and and that's what my original. Uh, my original philosophy of that halo was that it was that they were ancient humans and that's why they could activate it. And so lots of little uh, nuggets. I love the increased flood. I love the, the new flood uh, variants, even though they're a pain, yeah. even though they're a pain, but I still kind of like that the flood is evolving. Probably my major gripe with halo three is that you don't see the grave mind. And I feel like, you should have taken him out, and I feel like you kind of, you yeah. just kind of left him. And I know you want, dude. You want this is this is this is crazy story. When I was on the, not sorry to interrupt you, but this is on topic. No, but no, saying, I don't want to forget it. Um, I was riding the bus with a friend, and he saw a Reddit leak before Halo Three came out. And the Reddit Reddit leak, someone had said they played the game. And that there was a level where you and Grave Mind were going to be floating in the air fighting. Really? And I was like, in the bus, I was like, oh, that, that blows my, that sounds amazing. Blows my mind nice. how cool that's going to be. Well, I heard, and then you never get to fight him. Yeah. <laughs> I heard that on the level where you go rescue, well, not, it's not where you, yeah, it's where you rescue Cortana that you were supposed to drive a scarab and fight the grave mind in that level mm. you were supposed okay. to hop on a scarab and just go toe-to-toe with the grave mind in that level that sounds more fun that sounds that, more fun that sounds amazing <laughs> and i wish because i think i think some of the best lines in halo are from the grave mind I, I just absolutely i think the villains in halo the way they talk and what they say whether that be the didact the grave mind truth yeah everything they say is just like yes Excellent, excellent it's dialogue. It's gold. That the line where uh, Gravemind's talking to Arbiter and Chief, and he says, "It's my favorite line in all of Halo," where he says, "You know, fate brought it together, but this ring will make us brothers." Mm. My my absolute favorite line, because um, dude, that's that's up there for me. I thought yeah. you were gonna because my favorite line is probably the one right before that. Or I'm I'm gonna mess it up because I'm trying to say it on the spot, where he's like. Um, you're gonna. You're probably gonna correct me. He says uh, this one is metal and flesh and has his mind concluded. This one is but faith and whatever and has its mind deluded. Yep, yep. You know I what I'm talking about. Yep. I, I love that line. Yeah, I'm. I, I'm screwing it up, but I'm like, dude, that's amazing no, no, I hear, writing. I hear. That's a, such a good line, and I think that's what kind of pushes Halo Two for me over, um, over. Um, the uh halo 3 is just i feel like the villains were so much more potent and in halo 3 i understand it was kind of a kind of a mop-up but i mean a lot there's lots yeah. of things i love about halo 3 like i could go on and on about how i love the scarab fights i love boarding scarabs i think it's a vast improvement it's from a what cl- we saw in halo 2 it's a classic halo 3 is a as a gaming classic yeah especially when you're fighting you know because i think the the new scarabs are created out of the uh hunter worms yeah, yeah. So that's always go, so let cool. go, let go, Golo, or however you yep, say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's always a tongue twister. All the covenant, covenant uh, species names. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. You ready for my third? Go for it. 
I feel like this one's going to hurt you, Matt. Are you sitting down? I'm sitting down. Okay, my third least favorite, and I love all Halos. I'm saying that again. <laughs> would be Halo. Would be Halo Four. Okay. Okay. Um, Halo Four has an amazing story. I love the I love the didact. I love the relationship between Chief and Cortana. I love how I, I've said this before, but I can't believe like if you read if you read the three Greg Bear Forerunner books before you play Halo Four. I mean, what an amazing setup for that game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, it's just it's just amazing. Um, so I I love I love so much about Halo Four. I love Halo 4's campaign. I love just Chief and Cortana. I love didact. I love Requiem. I really liked Lasky. Um, it was just such a such an awesome such an awesome game. Such great uh, cutscenes. When I first saw like Master Chief tell Del Rio, "No, sir," I'm like, I got mm-hmm. chills. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but the reason it would have to be lower ranked is a couple things. One, I feel like Halo Four doesn't have any of those memorable top tier levels in its campaign. Okay. Yeah, I know what you. I mean. don't. I don't know. If, I don't know if you agree or not. And it's totally fair if you don't. It's just like I, if you think, if I name, you know, Silent Cartographer, mm-hmm. the Covenant, the Ark, you know, these these levels that people know. Metropolis. Uh, yeah. He, yeah. Halo Four doesn't really have one you point to. Like all of Halo Four is pretty solid, but there's no one level where it's like, oh man, you know, I remember that one time on Requiem level, and I, you know, I really can't think of a particular level. I can't say um, I disagree with you. I think I do. Yeah, I have to agree. I think especially in Halo 4, there's a lot of the levels feel familiar Yeah. in in a way that they kind of harken back to Combat Evolved, in my opinion. In just yeah, some of the that. levels, you know, especially like when you're first on Requiem, it kind of feels like when you're first on Halo. Um, yeah. You know, and I think I would have to say, yeah, I have to say there's not a – if I would say, you know, like, yeah, I have to agree. There's not a, there's not a, a standout mission where you're like, this is it. Cause I think as Halo 4's campaign goes on, I feel like the missions get weaker. Yeah. You know, yeah, I think I get it that. started strong. And then I, I, I know that the space station was a cool mission, but it, it does feel like it feels like it kind of drops off a little bit. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan of the Didax ship mission either. Midnight. Me. Yeah, me neither. I, I don't. I, I don't think it even looks like something from Halo. It looks very odd. It does. Um, it the, feels the, very the, trench run Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's different. Um, but besides that, I, I mean, there's a general feeling in Halo Four that you're not playing a Bungie game anymore, which is not a bad thing at all. And I love three four three, but it definitely feels very different. Like there's a shift in tone. Um, yeah, definitely. Which definitely. is. I don't even know if I call it a negative. I just say it's enough to make it go down the list a, a bit. Um, uh, what was I going to say about Halo Four? Another thing I was going to say: multi the multiplayer. You know, everybody talks about how bad it was. I really enjoyed playing it. I just don't think it's as memorable as other multiplayers. Um, Spartan Ops had cool cutscenes, but I didn't really enjoy the gameplay for that that much. Um, mm-hmm. But ultimately. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, I think Halo Four is great. Um, yeah, I, 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 guess, I guess it's kind of my negatives. Um, I'll, I'll talk about this later on my list. <laughs> okay, okay, sounds good. What's what's your next one, Matt? Okay, so next one uh, would probably be 
I'd say Halo Reach. Um, okay. I do really kind of like Halo Reach's grittier take on the story. It felt a little more like you were part of a military. Um, yeah. You know, it felt more like you were, they really kind of went for that, like, I don't want to say found footage, but more like security camera footage. And that kind of yep, yep. adds to that kind of gritty, in my opinion, military, more military-esque feel where the Spartans felt more like they were a part of the military. Whereas when you're chief, you kind of feel uh, that we were, you know, you, you kind of feel more as the super soldier outsider cyborg where everyone kind of looks up at you here. They're just like, you know, oh, there's a bunch of Spartans on reach, you know? So yeah, definitely like that. Um, I do think that the characters were great. I wish we had gotten more time with them. I wish we had kind mm-hmm. of been able to flesh them out a little more. George is fantastic. Um, I really like Emil. I think Emil's great. I really like all of Noble Team. I just wish, Yeah. again, I think their their deaths kind of, I know a lot of people kind of <laughs> make fun of their deaths in a lot of ways. And and some of them were very emotional and others of them were a little, a little critical. I think we all kind of point to Kat's death and we kind of think about yeah. like, had, had that happen. Um, I do like that at the end, all of them get taken out. I think that's kind of, it really kind of sells the story of, well, except for actually uh, June, right? June makes it. Yeah. But I think, yep. I think it's kind of nice that the majority of them get taken out then because um, I think it kind of sold the story of humanity was really losing this war and they really had didn't have a chance against the covenant. You know, I mean, the art, uh, well, fell at the time was just burning human worlds one after another. And just to kind of lose reach kind of sells that humanity's done. And uh, and I think that kind of just places so much more importance on what chief and Cortana did in halo, especially. So, I mean, oh, lots yeah. of, lots of positives. I, I, I love that. I, if I'm not mistaken, halo reach introduced the DMR. And so the DMR is one of my favorite weapons. Yep. So that's a huge, huge plus. Um, in my book, I love the DMR. Um, Same here. I love that you were able to kind of customize your armor in campaign. So that was cool. Lots of, a lot of little things. I think the campaign kind of suffers from, I just, I never felt like the whole planet was under attack. I kind of, it kind of felt kind of small. And then all of a sudden they're like, Oh, the covenant's here. And I get that it was a special covert mission, but I don't know. I just never felt like there was like this huge. It didn't feel like, yeah, I agree. Maybe if there was like, if we saw like civilians and like newscasts or something of Mm. what was going on across reach, maybe we'd feel that more, but yeah, I get what you're saying. Well, you know what, you know, in halo three, how it has that, epic moment where they're going to land on the ark and the pelicans detach and they're flying through all the covenant ships and the yeah you know all the uh, elite ships and there's just a kind of this like massive moment that's what i think reach was missing i think they tried to get it with that warthog attack but it just didn't yeah. it didn't sell huge i think what halo reach needed was a huge uh naval engagement to kind of sell that the covenant has swept yeah. away uh humanity's naval capacity and then they're just taking the planet so i never felt that you know I, there's this one line i think in reach where they said you know the majority of the unsc ships are en route to reach and you never see that you never see them come you never see them fight and i always kind of like well whatever happened to that fleet that was in you route? feel it more in the book than you do on the game for sure for sure the whole the book sells that everything's getting destroyed 
Yep. I agree completely. But that's where I am. Obviously, I still love the game, though. Good stuff. Okay. Is that, that all you got on reach that's before I go move on? Yep. You got it. Okay. Okay. Um, so I would say next for me would be Halo 3 ODST. Nice. Nice. Um, this is a game like. This is a game that's like just improved with age for me. Um, make a long story short, uh, and I'm going to get to this when I get to Halo 3. I'll go maybe go in a little more depth, but um, Halo 3, when it came out, I was a little disappointed when I played it because my hype was on ungodly levels of mm-hmm. hype. Like my, mm-hmm. my, my hype was so, like I've never been so hyped for anything in my entire life. I had to expect, like I didn't know it, but my expectations for Halo 3's launch was that it would just transcend reality. Like, yeah. I, it was just ridiculous. Yeah. I know? know what you mean, though. And those um, expectations can get you into trouble because then nothing yeah, they, meets and them. They, yeah. yeah, they definitely did because I, I think Halo 3 is almost perfect as for what I would, you know, want out of a, the ending to a trilogy. Um, but at the time, I, was, I just came away a little disappointed. So um, as time went on, I had, you know, I was a little disappointed with Halo 3 and I started dating my first girlfriend. And, um, I just started to not like pay attention to Halo as much. And I knew ODST was coming out and I was a little excited, but I just, it wasn't on my radar too much. And my brother got ODST for Christmas the right after it came out, it came out in September. He got it that Christmas. Nice. And when I saw him booted, when I saw him booted up and I saw like the, the noir look to it and I heard that jazzy oh, I, okay. music. I love the noir feel. It's the, I forgot to mention mm. that, but I absolutely love that kind of detective Oh, that's oh, so it's good. Great. Yep, yep, continue. Yeah, it's amazing. And so I saw my brother boot that up and he was playing this he was playing this new Halo game where you played as someone other than Chief and it was in this dark city and there was a hub world and there was this jazzy music and I was like, "Man, this is I was just so drawn in that the sec it was Christmas day, so the very next day I got up and I went and bought myself a copy <laughs> because I was, right? I got to have this and I played through the campaign and I loved the characters and I and then me and my brother started playing Firefight, and that was just incredible. We loved Firefight. Yep. It was just so much fun. And for me, it's still my favorite Firefight. I know it's the most basic one, but I adore ODST's Firefight. Yeah, and ODST is um, kind of that less is more uh, exactly. feel. Yep. Exactly. Yep. And also, that's, that's I, why Gear, Gears of War 2 is my favorite horde mode. Same reason. Right, so, right. Also, uh, I think ODST kind of showed that the ODSTs were really competent soldiers that they knew what they were doing, that yep. they were efficient. You know, I know when you feel and you're playing it as chief and you're like, oh, I lost the ODST, he died. It kind of, you know, the Marines yeah. and the ODSTs kind of feel like expendable, but here they kind of really show, yeah. you know, these guys, these guys know what they're doing. Yeah, they, they did a great job of showing that. And it, you know, it had that Firefly vibe, you know, oh, yeah. obviously yep. from Nathan Fillion, yeah. Um, but the cutscenes were great. And I, I just loved how it, like, like you said earlier, expanded the world and it kind of, it fit in in the middle of Halo 2 and, man i just i loved it and the the only sole reason that it's number four on this list is because it's not essential and it's not part of the main in a sense it's not a part of the main narrative and um but i i don't i I don't really have any complaints because it it doesn't have its own multiplayer but it came with that halo 3 multiplayer disc Mm -hmm. and it introduced firefight to halo and i thought firefight was amazing so um i don't really have any complaints about odst i think odst is great introduce the engineers i love the engineers um, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, those guys, the the so, Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so, 
I really, really don't have any complaints with ODST. I, I have more compl- and I love reach, like I said before, but I have more complaints about reach than I do ODST. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, ODST great game is just smaller scale and didn't have the, the narrative pull of the main trilogy. So that's where, why it's where it's at. What's yeah, the next no, one no. for you, Matt? Mine would go to now I have, I have a very kind of, uh, back and forth relationship with Halo 2, and that's where number three would be Halo 2. Halo okay. 2, I think, is probably the game that shoulders the burden of building this universe, and I think it does it phenomenally. I think, mm-hmm. in a way, you know, in Halo 1, Combat Evolved, the, the, uh, the story is very simple. It's very straight. Well, I mean, it's not simple, but it's, it's you know, it's, it's more straightforward. Um, yeah. So I really love that we look we got to not only see, okay, so humanity is doing this, but by having the Arbiter, and this is kind of where I'm at the catch 22 with this is that I love having the Arbiter in the story because I love how it built the world. I love seeing the, the mausoleum of the Arbiters. I love seeing the history Mm. of the covenant. I love seeing how the prophets are manipulating everybody with religion. And I love just like that whole thing just sings halo to me. And I just love that it kind of, built the universe that you know you kind of get this the relationship with the elites and the that the arbiter used to be this this champion of the elites and now it's this mark of shame and it just kind of and it all builds together so perfectly the only yep. thing that i just that what really kind of hinders me with having arbiter in the story is i'm not a huge fan of the arbiter levels um yeah they're they feel kind of oh they just feel kind of grating and redundant so I'm at this moment in like with Halo 2 because I've, I've recently just replayed it um, on MCC and I usually go every year and I kind of just kind of I start from Combat Evolved and I just play through all all the games. And so on my yeah. most recent playthrough of Halo 2, I really kind of really kind of found myself just loving the story so much more than where where it mm. had, you know, where I had previously left it, because I think like a lot of people when I played it, I'm like, oh, the Arbiter uh these missions yeah the missions kind of detracted from the story so and i think for me i think halo 2 is in the the original halo 3 games the three halo games i think halo 2 is probably the most important because i think it shows you what the covenant's motivations are it shows you that you know and obviously it shows you the split between the elites and the brutes and i think that was kind of like the linchpin that that saved humanity was the elites kind of breaking away from the yeah. covenant and all these little great things. Schism. Yep. The great schism and all these little kind of threads. And of course the grave mind, his dialogue, um, just, just, there's so many good things about Halo too. And I think it's probably the Halo game I've played the most and probably done the stupidest and craziest things of like trying to get warthogs and wraith tanks everywhere. So it's got a lot of good, yeah. things, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's where I'm kind of at with, I mean, I think Halo two for me is the story's amazing. And then, the levels, all the chief levels I love and all the Arbiter levels, I'm kind of like, Ugh. but so that's where I'm at with Halo. Yeah. Too. See, that's, that's the hard thing is like, they tried to sell the Arbiter as this other character you played as, and they did a really good job of selling him, but all the levels they gave him were poor except yeah. for one. And my, in my opinion, the last Arbiter level is a genuinely good level. In my the great opinion. journey. Yes. Yep. Yep. Okay. I agree with that. I agree with that. I love, I love fighting Tartarus. Plus I love, I love yeah, seeing Johnson I, and him team up. Yeah, I mean, I think that whole level is great because you have the vehicle part at the beginning. You have the the ascent up to the scarab where you meet Johnson, mm-hmm. and on the way up to up the way up to meeting Johnson, you have that cool part where you get to uh, like 
unleash all those dudes from the prison cells. Yep, and the hunters are there. Oh yeah. Yep, and then you do the scarab stuff, and then you fight Tartarus. So that's the one good level that I think Arbiter has. Um, the other one, he has the other one in the jungle too, where you fight brutes. That one's okay. Uprising, I think um, Uprising's probably yeah. my favorite. Yeah, that one's that one's not bad either. Um, yeah. But most of his levels are poor. So yeah, the, his, uh, his, I, his, I agree with you on that. Yeah, totally. But the the but the, the story is so rich. You know what I mean? Oh, oh yeah. It's it's by by far and away. You can see that like. Joseph Staten was like not sleeping ever to put that story together. You know, yeah, yeah. he was hovering uh, and rocks were floating around him when he was writing that story. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I love it, man. Uh, because like Halo one and three, they they kind of share the same simplistic way of telling a story, where yep. two is very yep. very deep but so rich. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, for sure. Okay, um, I would say so. Now my next, so the last one I said was ODST. So my third down from the top is halo three um i think halo three is a fantastic game love it love the story love the campaign love the multiplayer love everything about halo three um i guess a couple things for why it's third down negative would be like we just talked about halo two story was so rich mm-hmm. that when i when halo when halo three came out my expectation was that it would be even richer right yep and it was it was actually less rich. <laughs> um, I hear you. I hear so you. that, yeah. So that was that was a little disappointing. Um, I don't. Every time I play Halo Three, I the way the floatiness of the movement and the jumping, uh, it just doesn't feel as good to me as like pretty much any other Halo. I feel like it's okay, yeah. Just not as we- it's not you. as it's yeah. It's not as weighty. Um, yeah, so that was I a get complaint. that. You feel like you can kind of almost fly. It's yeah, weird. exactly. Yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah, I know what you mean. And then if you if you look at Halo 3's campaign, and this is this is something they've openly admitted to that, you know, Halo 3's campaign is the third act of Halo 2 stretched yeah. into a campaign. Yeah. Um and you can see that very evidently that the first four missions of the game, four or five missions are essentially not needed at all. Now, yeah. I enjoy them a lot. I'm glad they're there. Um, but really it's not until about the mission that the flood come to earth and the arc portal, of the arc opens up. That's where yeah. the story actually continues for sure. Um, so, so a large part of that game felt, um, unneeded, but very still welcomed. No, um, definitely. and then if, you know, just cause I'm trying to think of negatives, you know, the, the original soundtrack was, was amazing. I mean, it's mind blowing Marty O'Donnell, but, it was the weakest of the three because it was the least original. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah there's a lot of, it was a lot of like, yeah, a lot of like recycled pieces and different, different formats or different layouts. So, um, but ultimately um, great conclusion to the trilogy. I love the way they incorporated Arbiter and the other two elites for co-op. Right. Yeah. Um, that's cool. So many great cinematic moments in Halo three. My, my favorite image, my favorite image in all of Halo is Master Chief standing up to the pedestal with Cortana on it with the arc behind him in the last level. Yep. At the okay. last cutscene. Yep. My yep. favorite image in all of Halo. Um, yep. Beautiful. Um, well, I think also... So, Halo... yeah, that's... Sorry. Go ahead. Halo 3 has oh, a lot of no. touching moments, too. You know, Oh, yeah, I think it's emotional. Very it's so emotional. emotional. And they're playing on your... They're playing on those heartstrings, you know, where 
we finally get Cortana and she goes, you know, there's two of us in here again. Just like, I'm like, yep. ah. And you're just like weeping yep. as takes you're playing. You yep. Exactly, man. Takes you back. It is a good story. So. I love it. All right. What's your, you're on number two now, right? Number two goes to Combat Evolved just because it's the OG. You know, it's, it's where it started yep. at all. There's so many moments in this, in Combat Evolved that just kind of, I mean, it, it, it built the world that we love so much. It was the stepping on point, you know, it was our first step into a larger world for, I mean, obviously I played Halo three first, but you can definitely tell that Halo, Halo Combat Evolved was this kind of stepping on point to something that's never been seen before, you know, something that just was extraordinary on every level. And, you know, much like, you know, they're kind of, you know, chastising the Arbiter, but when you really do play Halo, you're kind of like, awestruck by its majesty of how how just unique Mm -hmm. and special it is it's not only probably one of the funnest campaigns to play but it also has this like rich story and i think the other halo games follow suit with with that formula that halo combat evolved set up um yeah some negatives i don't like would probably have to be the the warthog i love the warthog i just don't like that if you tap someone they're dead I mean, it's yeah, great when you're—it's right. it's great when you're mowing down like enemies. But when you're like when the when the, when you're on that like ice level and the warthog slides back on you and you just get crushed, you're like, "Are you kidding me?" Yeah. And then um, the physics were yeah. off. <laughs> <laughs> They're hilarious though. Grenades were—I mean, uh, what can we not say about the pistol? The pistol's OP, and I love it. Um, yep. You know, <laughs> but just like little things like that, like you know, blowing off a hunter's head with one shot. Um. Good stuff. I think there's just a lot of little things in Halo that I really, really like. I mean, I, I'm a huge fan of the assault rifle. I think it's aesthetically pretty good looking. So uh, yeah, Green. I think another drawback I would say about Combat Evolved is I'm not a huge fan of his Combat Evolved armor. Okay. I'm kind of bouncing back and forth between what I like and what I don't like, and it's just kind of this like flurry of Halo. But um, oh, that's what you got to do, man. Yeah, <laughs> but it's just good stuff you know I, I really like the the interactions that all the characters have i think 343 is probably one of my favorite characters in halo so just just he's like any you play that guilty no not guilty spark the library level i know it's like gruesome mm-hmm. but he says some pretty awesome stuff in that mission oh his dialogue's amazing yeah, I, anyone who doesn't anyone who hasn't done this already needs to turn subtitles on there yes turn them on there's like one where he's kind of like talking to chief like why'd you bring such low combat armor you should have brought you know better yeah. armor. yeah i'm like oh my gosh and he's just he's just a i love character. it and of course you know tying back the lore of who 343 is now just kind of makes him an even better character and so just a lot of yep. little a lot of little moments i really love just on a little side thing i really love the the guilty spark part where you're tracking the marines through and you find jenkins his little Found video oh, footage. amazing! That's so good. I love that horror. Element Such a great moment in there. Yeah, I still get lost in yeah. that mission. Still makes me upset. I still get turned around. Yeah, like, same no! here. It's it's yeah. The way the way they designed that mission, I'm still getting lost today, and I've played it dozens and dozens. And I'm dozens telling you, man, the map changes. It's like Harry Potter in the maze. It just switches <laughs> on you. <laughs> it's randomly generated. They yeah. never told us. Yeah, the door is just That's move. Funny. Yep. <laughs> That's hilarious, man. All right. Okay. Um, my number two is also Halo Combat Evolved. Awesome, this works out perfectly. Awesome. Um, 
I think Halo Combat Evolved is the if I had to be objective and not not go off of what I feel, but what I if I'm trying to be critical about things, I would say Halo One has the best campaign of all of Halo. Um, yeah. Because it's it's just it's just extremely solid the whole way through. All the missions are, all the levels are great. All of the scenarios are awesome. The story is so um, the story is mysterious and enriching but never convoluted it just yep. it's just so it's simplistically interesting i don't know it's simplistically um, complex yeah it, it, yeah it, simplistically complex that's a good way to put it um it's, it's got so much lore behind it but also just you know oh we gotta blow this up easy to follow <laughs> yeah 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 and i mean it's the introduction it's the introduction of the universe so when, when your first your first go at something always gets a pass i mean if if halo one had been made exactly the way it was after Halo 2, we would discover a lot more problems in it. I mean, that's just yeah. how it works. Um, I'd say the biggest complaint I could have with Halo 1's campaign, if I really have to try, and I wouldn't change a single thing about Halo 1's campaign, but if I had to complain, I would say that, you know, over the years playing it enough, you start to really, I mean, you realize blatantly just how much levels are reused. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean. You know, I know it's, you yep. I mean, the whole, whole back half of the game is the front half. Almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know literally I mean? the horse you rode levels. in on, you know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um. So they use a re- reuse a lot of assets, even even within like individual levels, they reuse the same rooms over and over again. For sure, that's a good shout, um, though. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, it does have yeah. this kind of repeat vibe going on because assault of the control room, you're going forward, and then two betrayals, you're going backwards. Yep. Yeah. The library, key, just key. An endless maze. Yeah, the library is just repeated rooms pretty much over and over again. Um, you have the level keys at the end is Truth, Truth and, and Reconciliation. Reconcil- yep, yep. And then you have the Maw is Pillar of Autumn. Yeah, I think um, the only mission that's so, not used twice is Halo, right? Because um, I don't remember. Uh, Silent Cartographer is not used twice. Okay, either. yep. Yep, Silent Cartographer, which is probably one of the best missions on Halo Combat Evolved. Yeah, some would argue the best, one of the best, if not the best mission in Halo. A lot of people would say. My um, personal favorite combat of all mission is assault on the control room, though. There's something about yeah, going, I mean that's a great pick. There's something about yeah. just going on the bridges and seeing the snow, and then hearing Cortana talk about the snow, and it's just like yes. Yeah, no, it's all the control rooms up there as well. Um, but for no, I guess another negative I would say for Halo One is. Now in almost 2020, I, I hardly ever want to play that multiplayer from Halo 1. Yeah. Just like, I mean, it, it's good. It's just as good as it ever was, but we've come so far and it's just very archaic. Like even <laughs> Halo 2 still, Halo Halo 2 feels infinitely newer than 1. For sure. For and sure. Not, it's not that much newer than Halo 1. Right. When um, I go into, when I go into like Combat Evolves multiplayer, it's usually, you know, usually what I do is we just, I split screen it with my brother. And we just goof around, yeah. you know, like we ran yeah. warthogs yeah. together or we'll, we'll like, you know, try to, you know, blow something up on this area and see what, you know, see what it does and just kind of, cause you, you die kind of easy. And so it's just kind of a good laugh, Yeah, but it's still, it's still for, for, if you just really want to kill each other, it's pretty good stuff. Yeah. That, no, it it's, that, it's, yeah. it's fun to goof off in. Yeah. That's definitely true. For sure. Uh, but yeah, like you said, the private Jenkins moment is amazing. Uh, the discovery of the flood is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, the warthog run at the end. Um, 
just a just a, such an iconic. You know, it's the un, it's the new hope of Star Wars or yeah. of Halo. You know, it's um, it's just classic. And uh, yeah, I, I, it's it's part of the reason it's number two is probably my nostalgia for my number one, and probably you know the fact that I was introduced to my number one. But uh, I'll let you do your number one next, Matt. Okay, well, like you said, Halo Combat Evolved is the new hope. So Halo Four to me is kind of like The Force Awakens <laughs> to okay, uh, fair to enough. The new Hope. It's kind of a similar story if you kind of and not so much like lore heavy, but you know, you crash on a planet, you're alone, you discover a new enemy, which is you know the Flood or the Prometheans and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And it kind of has the the similar structure to combat evolved and i think that's kind of why i like it because it feels very familiar i agree i mean i'm a lot more critical of the force awakens than i am of (laughs) of uh yeah i am of halo 4 i love i absolutely love halo 4 i think you touched on it earlier the story that is told between chief and cortana is probably some of the most emotional moments actually probably i'd say the most emotional moments in all of halo um, yep. I love seeing that their relationship is about these people who literally have gone through everything and back. There's some great lines in Halo 4 where Cortana tells Chief, you know, before this is over, you know, help me find out which one's the machine. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm butchering that line, but you know, Cortana says it better. No, you're, just, you're bot on. Yeah. yeah. And so just some stuff like that where I think chief became much more of a character where you kind of see him dealing with loss and um dealing with this this the fear that he actually might lose cortana um the didex lines the way he delivers them are superb um i love oh, yeah. I, there's this one where uh he's he's talking about um how human uh something about uh, humanity scatters but the librarian's champion is unmoved oh, that's like the way he says it is just mm. like great and then the the didex final monologue as chief's walking on board infinity is just gold you know yeah you know, every just the actor delivers it man oh i know and i think the my greatest my greatest disappointment is that we killed him off in classic <sighs> bungee halo fashion we killed off an awesome character again and i'm like you could have know just made man. the diadec the villain of the whole thing and just had him talk about stuff and i would have been like this is this is amazing and so yeah cool see things. i love the diadec man i'd love him to come back in infinite but it ain't gonna happen i know i know i know and it, he ties so well into the lore i love learning more about the forerunners i love that humanity and the forerunners were at war with each other that's cool just little little things yep. like that if i had to say a negative about this i would have to say probably the midnight mission it doesn't really feel halo and i know that's kind of a weird thing but it just doesn't feel halo it feels kind of it feels more kind of video gamey um in a way that i don't think halo has felt so i i'm not a huge fan of that the final mission um and i'm not a huge fan of how the diadex taken out um and i'm definitely not a fan of how they brought him back in the comic just to have him taken out again that was yeah yep so lots of things that i i really liked but that were kind of handled a little meh. and like i said i think earlier i do agree with you that there is no real huge standout mission um i think probably my favorite missions are probably infinity and reclaimer just because i like the i like the mammoth 
I like meeting other Spartans and just kind of that, the feel of that humanity is now a force to be reckoned with. Whereas I yeah. feel like in the, in the previous three Halo games, humanity just running, just running scared because the Covenant are just stomping on them. And this one, I feel like, um, I feel like they're able to kind of go toe to toe with the Covenant and even win. And I know this is in Spartan Ops, but that part where Infinity just kind of comes out of slip space and just snaps uh, um, one of the Covenant ships in half, just kind of just yeah, it's like displays big perfectly. dogs now. Yeah, they're in the they're playing with the big boys, and so that's kind of where I'm at with Halo. I love Chief's armor in Halo too. I think the Halo Four probably my favorite version of his armor. I remember you saying that on Twitter, and I was really glad that you said that because you know I, I love I love when people share their opinions that are controversial because most people know when they share them online, they're going to get oh, yeah. hassled. <laughs> so it's, it's like, it's a wild if somebody's favorite, yeah. If somebody's favorite Halo fours armor, like I want you to say that. Cause I, I think that's awesome. Like, and even though it's not my favorite one, I, I think Halo fours armor is badass. Like yeah. I, I love how he looks in Halo four. I, I actually, is- there's not a Halo that I don't like how he looks. Yeah. And so. this is what kind of makes me excited about infinite because I think it took, elements that i love from all of chief's armors and kind of put them together because one of the things that i don't i don't i'm not a huge fan of in the bungee halo is chief's shoulder pads i'm not i just don't like how his shoulders look and so Mm. i like how an infinite he has more of a shoulder quality to him that you kind of pulled from the the halo 4 halo 5 version of chief where he's more of a tank and this one he's kind of more he's his armor looks slimmer but he still looks like he's, he's, you know, he has armor on. It really does feel like the best of both worlds. In yep, yep. Great design. Um, so, man, yeah, you know, man, just, hope, to, man. just to echo what you said with Halo 4, like, dude, Halo 4, like, even if, because yeah, I gave you my, you know, I, mean, I still got one more to go, but I gave you my list, and Halo 4 wasn't in the top three even, but Halo 4 holds a really special spot for me because, you know, first of all, it was 343's first effort. And, and in my, in my, and obviously in both of our opinions, they, they killed it. They knocked it out of the park. Yep. Uh, for their first go at Halo. And I, they should be so proud of Halo 4 as a game. Um, and I love the story. I love what they, they did something with Cortana and Chief that I wanted to see in the Bungie games, never got to, you know, with yeah. the relationship. Like you I, got hints of I got it in to Halo see that. 3, but they definitely yeah, drove it home they, in Halo 4. They drove it home in, in, Halo, uh, in Halo 4. I, you know, I love. I just, I just love that story. I love the the feeling, like you said, of crashing down on a new planet. The, just, it was so hype to just have Cortana actually wake Chief up. You know, like oh, we waited for oh, years. I know. And I know. She's like, I know. And then when it's happening, first time you play it, it's happening. You're like, I can't believe I lived long enough to see Chief wake Chief up. <laughs> I know. You know you're I mean? like, finally. Uh, it's so good. Oh, and the soundtrack for Halo Four is really good too. I mean, I really feel like it's great. Oh yeah, green, um, uh, green and blue. Such a good song. Oh, there's so many good tracks in there, and it just it got it got swept under the rug because it's not Mario Donald. And some some hand, in some ways I understand that because Mario Donald's a legend, and that's that's Halo at its core. But man, that was a good soundtrack. Mm-hmm. <sighs> definitely, definitely. And like um, in touching back on Halo Five, I really like the soundtrack for Halo Five too. I think there was a lot of good songs on that. Yeah, I mean they all really have something. Yeah. On. There's no I, bad music. There's no yeah. There's no yeah. bad Halo music. Obviously, the most iconic yeah. is probably the chant. You know. I love truth and reconciliation yeah. too. So, yeah, great picks. But um, yeah, and Halo. Last thing I'll say about Halo Four before I give you my number one is 
the last thing I love about Halo 4 is Halo 4, at least in my opinion, it ushered in a ton of new Halo fans. You know, yep. I can, I can yep. see it on Twitter. I can see it out in the real world. Like people who either never had played Halo or weren't or had played Halo, but weren't a huge fan yet. Halo 4 did that for them. And yep. I know there, I know there's some people out there who really hate Halo 4's existence, but mm-hmm. man, like you should, we should just like, even if you're not a fan of Halo 4, like just, praise the fact that we have all these new halo fans because of four you know mm-hmm. um well definitely it did, it did wonderful wonderful things for the franchise for sure i agree and i think that's kind of where i'm at with star wars was i, I was halo more halo and more star wars i will never turn down so you know yeah even if i don't exactly. even if i don't like one game or i wasn't a huge fan of what they did with a character i still want more halo and more star wars and stuff like that you know what i mean yeah, because it serves, you know, you want to enjoy things. So you can look at the positives or you can look at the negatives. You know, yep. I, I'm going to choose to dwell on the positive. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, if you, could, you know, continue to dwell on the negatives, you just kind of get a little bitter and it's just yeah. never going to end well for you. <laughs> no, because you can't change it. You know, you, you, right, you right. like to think that you can change it, but you just can't. Um, yeah, yeah. So my number one is Halo 2. Oh, yeah. Uh, Halo 2. Halo 2 is my favorite video game of all time, not just Halo. It's my favorite video game, period. Nice, nice. Um, up until – so Halo 2 is my first Halo. I didn't play Halo 1 first. Right, right. And um, basically up until Halo 2, I played video games. But for me, video games – video games was just a hobby. And then once I played Halo 2, it became a passion. Yeah. Um, because I played Halo 2 and I just – the characters and that thematic uh, cinematic storytelling – um, just that the deep richness of the story in Halo 2, it just, it made me, it was, it was very much probably the same feeling people got when they went to see the original Star Wars in 1977. Yep. It was very yep. much that feeling. It was like, I didn't know it was possible to explore this whole other world. And I just wanted to know everything about it. I mean, once I played mm-hmm. Halo, all I wanted to talk about was Halo, Master Chief, yep. Halo, Master Chief, you know, I wanted to read the books. I wanted to just, I just wanted to be in that world. And it just made games something more to me than just you know, Mario or just, yeah. uh, you know, Tetris. It was just this whole other thing. Um, Halo 2's campaign. I love it to death. It's so much fun. I love the duality of Chief and Arbiter. I love yep. this Covenant side of things. I, For sure. So many iconic moments, iconic lines, great levels. The Halo 2 anniversary has just made the game better. Oh, thank you. Was. Yes, yes, totally. Uh, the graphics are amazing on that. Yeah, it just yeah it just it literally like and it's obviously it's it's up to your personal opinion but i've seen this many times many places i think it i think it's becoming the universal opinion is that halo 2 anniversary is one of those rare cases where the anniversary is better than the original yeah yeah you know it's just it's just a better whole wholesale as a product it's just better yep um and yep. those the blur blur cinematics like that's giving that's giving the rich story of Halo 2 what it deserves. You yes. know what I mean? Yes, for sure. Um, so I love that. My favorite multiplayer of, of Halo is Halo 2. Halo 5 is close as my number two, but Halo 2, I just have so many memories doing LAN parties. Um, <laughs> yeah. even, just, even just this year, I've had two LAN parties with Halo 2. And it, just, <laughs> it never – it keeps on giving, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I just love that game to pieces. My My – one of my greatest memories of my entire life, other than things that are more important, like get, like meeting my wife, getting married. Right, right, um, right. Up up there, right underneath that is my my memory. I've told the story before. 
with my memory of getting Halo 2 because I, I played Halo 2 in December of 2004 and it took till my birthday in August of the next year to get it. My parents showed up and surprised me with, they brought me out to the car and there was a brand new Xbox, the brand new copy Halo 2 and the extra controller. Uh, and I just, dude, I just lost my mind. It was just the best moment ever. I, and I, I'd been telling my brother for the whole year, like once you play Halo, you'll, it'll be the best game you ever played. The best game you've ever played right now is worse than Halo. That's what I'd tell him. It was so, it was so like so much like hyperbole, but it, but when he ended up playing it, my brother was like, yeah, the first mission, he's like, this is the best game I've ever played. Mm-hmm. And it was just awesome. Um, yep, so yep. I, I don't think, I don't think Halo 2, objectively has the best campaign because i think there's uh, a lot of weaker levels like you said yep. mo- most of the arbiters uh, mm-hmm. but ultimately the the richness of the story the characters the levels that are good cohesively it's my favorite campaign yeah uh, favorite yeah. halo so awesome. dude i just love it <laughs> yeah and i think that's what kind of is the most amazing thing about halo is it, it is a video game but it has one of the most amazing stories to ever be told it's it's you know, it's got this rich quality that it has, you know, military elements, but it also has, you know, sci-fi, alien, mythical, ancient, and it kind of all pulls together and it just kind of blends perfectly together in a way that I can't really explain. You know what I mean? Yeah, 100 percent, man. Um, dude, and, and the thing that's crazy about Halo is like everybody has a different favorite Halo, you know? Yep, for sure. Like you can meet somebody whose favorite Halo is two, favorite Halo is four, favorite right. Halo is five. I mean, it's yeah. There's well, not I mean, many like, series that are like that. For sure. I mean, like, and you tell me Halo two is your favorite, and I'm like, I can totally see it. There's so many things, you know. You know what I mean? Like, we're both pulling from these these games, and we're we're talking about everything we loved. And of course, there's with everything, there's always going to be like minor nitpicks or drawbacks. But I'm able to see that why you love Halo two because of all the rich that it is, and you're able to see that, you know, why, you know, certain games didn't land for me. And it just kind of fits because, you know, like we can kind of see the pluses and minuses of what Halo really is. Yeah. hundred percent, man. That's awesome. Dude, we ranked them. We ranked, we ranked them. them. Yeah, we did. Uh, I can't wait. To, I can't wait to do this again once we have infinite, you know? Right. Right. Well, let's, let's take a, let's take a, let's take a random stab in the dark, Matt, right now. Just off of the trailers and what you just take a guess, where do you think Infinite's going to fall on your list? Just for fun. Well, I want to. Based off almost nothing. I want it to be top. I want it to be the top. But I feel like nostalgia is going to creep up. And it's, you know what I mean? The the games that I've played for so long are just going to kind of just hold with me a little more. And I think that's kind of where I'm at with, you know, other things like Star Wars and stuff like that is the games that I kind of, and the movies that I kind of love and I remember and I have such great memories of are probably going to hold it out. So I'm hoping that Infinite's one of those games that just hits me so hard with the story and the gameplay is so great that it just blows nostalgia out of the water. So I'm, I'm super excited for where Infinite's going. Um, you know, I'm optimistic. I'm a little skeptical at some things, but especially how they're going to juggle the story. But I'm really hoping that Infinite is something to be something to be reckoned with. So I'm going to say probably Infinite's going to land in my top three. 
top three. Okay, man. That's awesome. Yep. Um, dude, I, I, I'm, I'm with you. I echo what you say. Uh, nostalgia is a hard thing to overcome. Yep. I don't, I don't think it's literally possible for anyone on this planet to create a halo that I'm going to put above two because right. of my nostalgia. Um, most likely not one either. Cause one is closely linked to that nostalgia. I mean, it's the beginning of the franchise definitely, and I definitely. played it. I played it right after two. So, um, Infinite has the potential to be my third favorite, mm-hmm. but if I had to guess, if I had to, I'm going to guess Infinite. I'm going to, I'm going to be optimistic. I'm going to give it the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to say Infinite has the potential to be number four. That's the highest place I could see it. Probably it could go number three, but it would have to be extremely good. Um, number four would put it after the original three games. Halo one, yep. two, three. It would put it number four. So number four is a safe bet. It could be, it could beat Halo Four, ODST, Region Five, um, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna guess it's number four. I feel good about it. You know, I feel really good about it. Nice, nice. So, um, Matt, before we uh, close this out, do you want to talk a little bit about um, your Mega Constructs and what you do with that and definitely, you know, your definitely. handle and all that stuff? Yeah, certainly. Well, you can find me on the tweets at Pure Genius Lego, and if you want to go check out some of my stop motion animation. I do have them on the at Pure Genius Lego, which is on YouTube. I got all sorts of different videos ranging from Star Wars, uh, uh, Halo, Lord of the Rings, DC, Marvel, all sorts of different videos where I use Legos and Mega Construct and I kind of build them together. Um, lots of, you know, they're short little clips, but uh, just give me a thumbs up over there and uh, I really appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, I watched, I watched the, uh, the one with, I'm not even sure which one it was called, the one with Chief and the, and the ghost and you kind of use the i saw the one with um where you use the dialogue from halo 4 okay yep rampancy and yeah yep. i watched a couple different ones they're really entertaining dude i don't even and I, to me i'm super impressed i think they're amazing i i don't follow other people's doing them so i i can see you being like oh well people do it better but in my mind i haven't seen anyone do it better right so, <laughs> well i also um, did um i also did a trailer shot for shot with the mandalorian trailer I did that all in Lego. Ooh, I need to check that out, man. I'm going to check that out right after this. Yeah. I've not seen that yet. For sure. Um, did you plug your podcast yet? Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot I do a podcast. It's uh, uh, the – shoot, I forgot the handle. It's a, <laughs> it's a Halo Mega Construct podcast, and it's just I just talk about the Mega Construct universe, and I review sets and stuff. And basically kind of just talk about how uh, Halo's influence the uh, building block community and stuff like that. But no, check that out too. Yeah. yeah uh, it's, I mean, the nice thing about your podcast is it's, it's not like super long. It's accessible to take in that, that content. You know what I mean? About the mega concept. Yeah. It's just a quick little, yeah. Uh, just a quick little snippet. Yeah. But yeah, because I can definitely say like I never really thought much about mega constructs, and then I started listening to Matt talk about. It. I'm like, you know what? Like, I kind of want to start this, but I'm worried that it'd be a spending habit. <laughs> you know? Oh yep. It once you pull that thread, you know, like Yoda. Once you go down that dark path, There's it's no turning back. It's awful, man. <laughs> There's no turning back. Yep. All right, Matt. Well, I have, I have way too many. <laughs> yeah, I, I. How many do you have? Do you think? How many sets? Um. I have about a dozen warthogs, four or five scorpion tanks. I have the infinity, dozens of ghosts, wraith tanks, about six banshees. I got, I got way too many. Wow, dude, that's a lot. <laughs> yep, they're all, they're all different variations, you know, because of course, every time, 
there's a new Halo game. There's a new style that the Warthogs built in or a new style of a Banshee and they make a construct build one. And of course, because I'm a Halo shell, I just, right. You got to, you got to like take all of Dude, it. infinite's yeah, infinite's going to bleed you dry with all the infinite make a construct. RIP my wallet. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's right? awesome, man. It's done. All right, Matt. Well, um, dude, we're so, uh, we're so thankful to have you on the podcast. Uh, this is really fun. Um, no, no, thank you. Thank you for having me, man. You guys, this podcast is amazing. I love listening to you guys. Dude, I thank you so much. We, we Matt, you've been you've literally been our biggest supporter. Uh you were the you were the first real quote unquote fan of the the podcast. You've been supporters from the beginning. Yeah. Uh Josh and I have nothing but That's right. Nothing but, <laughs> we have nothing but positive things to say about you, man. Um so Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh yes, guys. So if if you guys are listening to this podcast and you you like this uh, type of format for this episode where we bring in somebody from the community and, and have just a genuine conversation about our passion for Halo, let us know. Let us know if that's something you guys like. If it's not something you guys like, if you're like, man, we only we just want to hear you and Josh talk, I mean, let us know that too. But, I mean, Matt's an amazing dude, and I thought this was awesome, so I don't, I don't understand what's wrong with you. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I really enjoyed this. I'm an acquire case. Uh, dude, I really enjoyed this, and we'd like to do this more often um maybe maybe one of these times it'll just be josh uh interviewing somebody or not i don't want to say interviewing we're just having a conversation but josh you know having a conversation with somebody or maybe it'll be both of us um so we'd just like to do that kind of stuff in the future um if you guys want to hit us up on the twitter we're at sacred icon halo and our website is sacrediconhalo.com. if you want to contact josh he is at jovial joshy couldn't do the show without him um, I am at Brian's Bane and, uh, yeah, guys, we just love doing this content. Uh, we're going to have some new episodes out from Josh and I here this week and, uh, see if we can do some more community stuff like this. So, uh, guys, we'll, we'll see you on the next sacred icon halo podcast. Keep it sacred. Peace.